We provide a safe space for modern women to address and demystify social and religious constructs, discover God's truth, and thrive no matter what season they find themselves in. Welcome to Bodaciously Her. It's your girl T, aka His Essence, here with my girls Kim and Shauna. Hey. Hey, hey girl. girl. Hey. Today we will be talking about what we wish we knew before having sex. As you all know, sex is a beautiful thing in the context of marriage. But I think what we found out over the years is that as we evolve, as we grow, we really have a deep appreciation for sex and and just, you know, our experience and what we wish we knew. And so we want to share some of those um, lessons learned with you today. So let's get into it. Okay. So, first of all, what I wish I knew was that having sex doesn't equate to commitment. And I think for a long time, for me, I waited for marriage to have sex. And I think, I think a part of that narrative in my head was, if I'm honest, forged by the church um, initially. And I felt like if I waited... And if I, you know, dotted my I's, crossed my T's, then I would have my Cinderella happily ever after. But that wasn't my story. And the reality is that we're going to have different stories. But what I've also learned is that God is not through with me yet. Despite, you know, a divorce, the divorce was a comma, basically, and not the end of the story. And I think, if I'm honest, post, like when I found out I was getting a divorce, I was just like, but I waited, Lord, like, why am I having a divorce? You know, why am I getting a divorce? As if, like, I was, and I, and I repent of this, but as if I was omitted <laughs> from divorce. <laughs> yeah, like, as if I was omitted from the possibility of a divorce because I was a virgin. Like, the audacity to think like that, you know? But I think, again, I... A, a lot of that narrative thought came out of the church. Mm-hmm. And so post-divorce, I had to form my narrative as, as to what I think about sex. Sorry. Go ahead, what was the church? What did the church teach you that had you to formulate that thought process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think what you would hear in sermons and whether, you know, ministers, different ministers did it intentionally or unintentionally mm. was that, you know, girl, wait, you know, for your husband. Like, wait before having sex. And that those who wait, you know, will have a great reward. And the reward is happily ever after. You know, mm. like like that versus like sex is a beautiful thing. You should wait because you want to wait, right? One, um, not only do it out of religiosity, but do it because you intrinsically want to wait for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know what I mean? And that sex doesn't, you know, evade you from challenges like evade you from problems in your marriage. I think what I heard in those narrative was that if I waited, then 
one, I would quote unquote not be tainted. And so the tr the trauma of having, or the in their mind, the trauma of having uh, pre pre you know sex outside of marriage wouldn't come into my marriage, right? Like so, there wouldn't be no comparison. First of all, that has a name. And it's called fornication. Right, 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 right. And fornication is supposed to be a sin, is a sin. So, first of all, that's right. the whole thing in a nutshell. Right. And then the rest of what you're saying on top of that. Yeah, and not even fornication, so to speak, but I'm talking about, like, for them, the whole soul ties of bringing in another soul into your relationship. Well, right? that's the reason that they you say, that's the reason that they say, you know, not to fornicate. Right, it's right. for those what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I wish that um, the church had more discussion mm -hmm. around the realities of it, right. um, because it's a it's a I mean it's secular. Um, I remember, you know, before I had sex for the first time, I was all I went to a Christian school and learned all of that. Mm -hmm. I tried to find the first marriage in the Bible, mm -hmm. and you know. I didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I was finding is that what made people married and and what made them have to be married to that person was sex. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't marry that girl, it was shameful. Mm -hmm. If they had sex with her and she wasn't considered a wife, that was shameful. Consider a virgin? Mm -hmm. No, if she wasn't considered a virgin, that was cause for a stoning. Mm -hmm. If she, if he took her, as opposed to knowing her, mm -hmm. if he took her... Define took her versus knowing her. She, knowing her is when you have sex and it's, and it's consensual. Okay. Oh, Taking sure. her is rape, pretty okay. much. Okay. Okay. But because fine. it was a patriarchal society, he could take her. Mm -hmm. But if he took her, her father and her family, their expectation was that he would marry her. Got it. And his father and his family, the expectation was that he would marry her. She would become a wife Got or it. the wife. Got it. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, this person says that we were going to be a couple forever. We're going to get married, da, da, da. So my having sex with him means I'm married to him. Right. Not. Mm. <laughs> right, right. That's the. And the church teaches that if you both think that, if you're equally yoked, that's where the equally yoked comes in. Mm -hmm. He's going to feel that way, and you're going to feel that way. You're going to feel like you're married to him, and he's going to feel like he's married to you. Again, not. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole, whole, whole lot of exploration mm -hmm. that could be done um, with regard to what it means and what it doesn't mean. Yeah. Totally. And what it meant and what it, it doesn't mean today. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So you said it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't equate to what? To commitment. Commitment. Yeah. Yeah. What, what else? Yeah. Shauna, what else? Mm, I was just thinking about even with that point, like if the church would teach we I was a part, we obviously went all oh, went to the same church, but I think it's even outside of going to the same church, it's still taught, we teach abstain, keep yourself, save yourself, but we don't teach how. Yeah, how and why. Yeah. Not just because of the Bible. I think, I think the Bible is not enough. 
reference. Like, right. like there has to so be there something has to be, more I think intrinsically. The purpose of the Bible, what I always understood it to be, is that these are basic instructions before leaving Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that I'm taught in the Bible, a lot of times, if you go to a theologian-based church, then we teach a lot about the history and why and not about the application Mm -hmm. right and i think a lot of times we get caught up in the history and and all of that is great but i need to know how do i apply these instructions to my life today right so that's the purpose of having those youth ministries and young adult ministries because when your body and your flesh is being tempted you know i mean i love the lord to the end of this earth would die you know what I mean behind my love for Christ but at the same time I need some real application I, I'm i not going to be able to pull out you know those who wait on the Lord right. <laughs> will renew their strength you know what I mean it's not coming in handy in the midst when I'm fighting my flesh yeah. and then a lot of times we teach to our young kids in church through Sunday school and Bible study that if you act on it if you have these feelings if you do all of this you you damn to eternal you know eternal hell and it's like and that's a problem Mm -hmm. because god created this being and he created this body and a thing about being obedient and sacrificial and waiting the purpose of waiting why does it what does it mean what does it do how do you build that bond between your ordained husband and wife right the purpose of waiting but I don't want to get a lot into the whole churchy, churchy part, but I just think that if we really had a lot more real-life conversation in the church in those preteen times in the church, we'd be so scared to have this sex conversation in the church, and we need to. I I was lucky at the church that I was a teenager at. I had a young um, youth pastor. This is what he said. He said, you all, we were in like ninth grade, eighth Mm -hmm, grade. mm -hmm. He said, how many boyfriends do you have every year? So, you know, you might have two or three in a year at school, a school Mm -hmm. year. In a nine-month period, you might have two or three boyfriends and maybe one over the summer. (laughs) And so he said, and when you break up, these are still your friends, right? We were like, yeah, they still have friends. He said, imagine... If you sleep with all of them and you break up and they still your friends, right? We were like, yeah. He said, so then when you get married and they all come into the wedding, all your friends, four in the ninth grade, two in the 10th grade, two in the 11th grade, two in the 12th grade, college, how many you going to have? Mm-hmm. And we started adding up numbers mm-hmm. up. That was a lie, brothers. Mm-hmm. So we was like, imagine if they all sitting in the church and you walking down there and you're white and they looking around at each other and mm-hmm. they like winking, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nod, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I had some of that. Mm-hmm. You had some of that and they had some of that. And we was like, oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. That kind of shed a light on some stuff. That was yeah. real. Yeah, that was a, a real, and it had nothing to do with the pastor? Bible. <laughs> His name was Paul T. You still remember. From Paul T. looked like Jesus had long blonde hair. <laughs> White guy with long blonde hair. Wow. At the Tacoma Park Baptist Church. Shout out to Tacoma Park Baptist Church. Mm. Uh, he was Paul T. And he was there in the 70s. Mm. Wow. 
He was there in the 70s. No, we in the party in the yeah. 90s. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. he, we had that discussion. We started looking around. We were like, oh, my Lord. That's a real reality. You know, these, we thinking these people going to be our friends. Yeah. What if we, you know. And so that was one thing that kind of like shook, shook us up. Yeah. And the other thing was, you know, I think the Bible makes um, a, such a um, distinction when talking about sex outside of marriage, fornication, any kind of homosexuality, um, uh, any kind of adultery, any kind of thing like that. Because that is the only thing that's a sinful, that can be sinful, that involves another person directly. It takes two people to do that. Mm. Every other sin, it don't take nobody else to, to, to commit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, my thing is, okay, every other sin that I can do, I do by myself and I pay for it. Mm-hmm. Myself, some kind of way. But that one thing... I do with somebody else, I might be helping them to not be able to recover from a thing. I might be able to recover. I might not. I might know how to repent and turn away and do all that and become, you know, celibate and whatever that. But I might be a country, contribute to a place where they are in some bondage. Mm. So that was another thing in my own head. Like, I don't want to contribute to their fall. How old were you, Kim? Girl, I was. 16? That's a very mature thought process at 16 to say, I don't want my brother to fall. I don't want my brother to fall. Like, I don't want to be responsible. Like, you weren't even looking at, like, oh, I'm I'm committing. You know, I'm sinning against God, but I'm causing my brother to sin against God. Because I wanted to know, why is the Bible so hard on this thing? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, it says so. The Bible is hard on this thing. Because this is a thing that involves another person. Yeah. It's outside of you. Funny enough, I've always looked at other things as like I don't want to cause my brother to stumble. Like whether it be drinking or whatever. Even though, you know, I, I definitely, I, I'm a recreational drinker at this point. But I would say like before I used to be like, oh, I don't want to do it because of them. But then again, I, I think you have to get to that place of like, am I causing the other person to sin, right? Like, it's deeper than me. Like, and we talked about this even when we talked about monogamy, right? We can connect this to the monogamy conversation about, like, is my stepping out on my marriage, I'm causing a great, I'm impacting other lives, right? Like, yeah. even in that, right? Impacting I think the whole thing, the whole lives. life. Yeah. Life in general. Yeah. You know, um, the thing that I discovered which which I wish I knew mm-hmm. was about the emotional tie. Yes. It doesn't equate to an emotional tie. Yeah. I wish that I knew that sex does not say that I'm emotionally tied to you. Not for everybody. Or not for everybody. Yeah, that you can have it. Maybe uh and you not have an emotional connection, yeah. For him, for me, I think it's like him buying a new car. Like this is mine. Mm. This is mine, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily emotionally tied to it. It's pretty. It rides smooth. You mm-hmm. know, I, I keep it good, but I'm not necessarily emotionally tied to this for real, for real. Yeah. No, that's a, no, that's a good perspective. So, Like, I die for it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, that part. Mm. That part. You know, part. I think there's some ownership in it, but just because of sex, mm-hmm. not because of, not because I love you, not because I got you, not because of any of that. Yeah, I think another thing for me when I think about doesn't directly connect but for me I came to find out like it can be addictive right oh for me it could be addictive and how do I explain this so the church for me developed my first narrative about sex right like the bible the church but I will say post-divorce I had to develop my own narrative about sex right and so for me I was like oh this stuff is addictive I see why you save me, boy, until marriage. Because I've been out here. <laughs> really? <laughs> In them streets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so for me, I was like, this is addictive. And I'd rather have it with one person. Mm. Because for me, like even now, if I'm to have sex outside of marriage, I feel like I am borrowing this person. Like this person, I may not have access to you again after this experience. You may no longer call me after this experience. And the reality is, because I've known this to be addictive, I might go cut somebody ties because I'm crazy. Because <laughs> I could be because it could cause. You don't it, even have to be. <laughs> look, look. You, just, you can do that off a note, off a sex. But for me, you, sex would do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't cut ties traditionally, but that would do it <laughs> for me. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, if this thing is so deep that it can cause me to want to cut your ties, I might want to do this on one person. Like, but I had to form that narrative for myself to mm-hmm. say, I can't connect with someone else. Like, just without Off a GP. Yeah, off a GP. Like, mm-hmm. and, oh, by the way, I can't be naked and not ashamed. Like, I need to be liberated in this. Like, I felt like what I wish I knew about sex for me is that I, I couldn't be... Like, I wish I could be naked and not ashamed. Like, I wish I could, like, nakedness for me has to be not shameful. And I felt like if I'm borrowing you, it's going to be shameful. If I'm borrowing you, I'm going to be in my head. If I'm borrowing you, so to speak, I'm not going to enjoy it. And that was another, like, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not, it's like, if I'm going to have it, it's, we talk about the, like, if I'm if I'm going if I'm to do something, then it got to be good all the way. Yeah. I thought we talked about, like, if I'm if I'm a sin, I'm a sin all, sin all the way. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm going to eat a rib, it's going to be a whole half a rack. Exactly. It's going to be two bones. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get the whole entree. If I'm going to mess my cholesterol, I'm messing up all the way. Yeah. If I'm going to divulge. Yeah. I want to advertise. I want the whole thing. And so and so that's when I was like, wow, this is this is my narrative. And I had to own it and, I, and not apologize for it. Because people were like, well. How old were you when you discovered that that's what, where you wanted to be, like? You knew that that was your, well, your life choice. Um, well, this first narrative, I think, came about, like I said, through the church, and so I just I knew that I just felt it too. Like I don't know what it was. I just felt it because I've had I had moments of temptations where even you know before marriage that I could have, but just something in me felt like I can't do this beyond the Bible. And I didn't want to be, like, I, even then I didn't want to be in my head. I wanted to be free. I felt like this thing should be liberated. It's, it's not meant, like, it's, it's, sex is pleasurable, right? And if it's pleasurable, why, why we got to be secretive? Mm-hmm. Why, why you, why I can't, why I got to be, you know, why can't 
I be public about this? Like, why do I have to be embarrassed? Like, if you, if for me, if I had to do all those things, like, should be shy about it, hide know, it, hide it, then it, then it's not meant to be. So you were you a teenager? Were you a teenager? Yeah, teenager. You both are very wise. <laughs> you know that church upbringing. I was, I, you know, I was in the church with y'all, but you know there was a. The streets be calling. They do. They do, girl. <laughs> they do. They still calling. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at the phone. And be like, I ain't picking up. You gotta be like, I they still calling. No, they ain't calling me. I changed my number from the streets a long time ago. Um, I got a whole new area code. Um, I just, I'm, I mean, I'm speaking for those who, for those young men or women who. The streets taught them their lessons mm. about sex. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we didn't talk about it in my house because it was such a taboo thing, especially in the 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. right? Of parents was, some parents were, but traditionally, especially if you were in the church every day like my parents were, it was like the church would teach them and then we don't discuss it at home. The conversations I remember having, do you have a boyfriend? Already knew to say no. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? So it was like, nah, I'm not a boyfriend. You told me I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Be, be out here in these whole streets, you know, playing hide and go get it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you learn from the streets and they don't teach you, you know, you seek a swim there. So it's trial by fire. So I didn't learn a whole I didn't have that whole like self introspectiveness mm. at 16 y'all I, that's why I keep asking like how are you when you how <laughs> cuz it's like that came later in life for me thank god it came but for those you know young men and young women who learned about good touch bad touch from the streets or your first kiss or your first time skipping school to go get some or whatever the case may be. So I don't know the first thing that I would have, but I wish I knew. Cause it was just like back then in the eighties, nineties, we it was, try, we was try me babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we was, well, we was where I was, babies. we were like, why, why is this wrong? Yeah, you know, we wanted to figure Throughout out the why. Why and 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 that's where I am right now. It's that's why I like being in the company of you guys and the other young ladies that I talk to, is because I want to be able to explore the why mm-hmm. of what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. You know why yeah. we feel like this? Mm-hmm. Why are we thinking this? Why? And is I this think happening? if I would have had like it was nothing wrong with the church talking to us about sex, but I think if I would have had the tools, the tools, right? Of somebody like Pastor John T to be able to say, All right, Sean, I see you out here while out in these streets. You know what I mean? You know the kids in your neighborhood, you know the kids that you're serving because they all come into the church for Sunday school or mm-hmm. they all there for vacation Bible school. So use that as a platform to be able to teach the young ones what they if I had that, then it wouldn't I probably would have made better decisions. I'm not saying I was out here 14, 15, 16 years old just giving it up to every little Tom, Dick, and Schmo that came yeah. around. But yeah. there was a lot of things that I could have prevented a lot yeah. of things. If you have a good things. 
um, in these churches. I, you know, I don't think the church churches, knows how important they are. Well, churches need to employ <laughs> good youth pastors. Yeah. The youth are our future. Be, they're not going to be shocked when they when the youth come in there saying With what the they, stuff say. they say. Yeah. And shout out to um, a two white, mm-hmm. a two white at Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had some good youth pastors there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Alice Mozan at. Tacoma Park Baptist Church mm. after Paul T. Alice Mozan and his wife. Mm. You know, and and if the girls didn't want to talk to, we were a little older now. If the girls didn't want to talk to Mr. Alice, Reverend Mozan, we talked to his wife. Yeah. Yeah, and I was gonna say that like it's good to have that Models. husband wife team, people who model that example for for young kids. I just think it would be it would have been a pivotal turn for me. Mm-hmm. I probably would have if I saw more of the reality then I wouldn't I would not have went to the streets to create my own reality. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And even though we wish we knew some things, I think that the longer you wait, the longer you wait, the more mature you are when you get that hurt. Yeah. When your feelings get hurt, you're not crushed. I think that uh the more mature we are, you know, even if we shooting for marriage, if you shooting for marriage, you shooting for marriage. Mm-hmm. You gonna at least wait till you get out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, you're less likely to be um, just crushed. Just, yeah. you know, so we have what we wish we knew before sex is that it doesn't equate to loyalty. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that they are emotionally tied. What else, T? It can be addictive. It can be addictive. Virginity doesn't mean happily ever after. Whoa. Virginity does not mean happily ever after. It just means what it is. Virginity. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And it means it's, it seems to be a self-esteem booster for guys. When they feel like they were your first. Yes, absolutely. They always want to be your first. Yes, yes. They know they don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, Why do you want to be the first? Yeah. Um, as my. It's the same thing. Like the first, rights. No. Like, we remember the first person who planted a flag on the moon, yes? Yes. Same difference. Okay. Yeah. You're right. It's the same difference. Yeah. You get that right for the rest of your life. life. Yep. Um, you never forget. Fortunately, unfortunately. But I think it also, someone wise told me you also become a beautiful target as a result <laughs> of, you know, your virginity. And so, you know, yes, save yourself, but save yourself because you want to. Because that's your part of who, your core values, part of mm-hmm. who you are, like, part of your principles, not because... Not just because the word says and not just because your mom told you, you know, save yourself and, you, you know, if your husband is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Because the reality is you can't virginity trap him and you can't baby trap him. Mm. Okay? No. Yes. You can't virginity trap him and away you can't from baby them. trap him. Because th- he going to walk away regardless. So you can't virginity trap him and you cannot um, baby trap him. And so, so ladies... um. Use wisdom in your decision making as it relates to sex. Like we said, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, it's a pleasurable thing. It's meant to be enjoyed by someone who yeah. 
And I think if I could like take all of that experience, like whether it was learned in the street, whether it was learned with my parents later on in life, whether it was learned in school, in school, sometimes behind the school. Uh-oh. But <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> they had a lot of kids. Listen, when I was in college, like kids was out here doing some crazy stuff. When I was in high school, they were doing crazier things. Mm. Like I would be like, all of this for sex. It didn't dawn on me until I got to college, and I was like, what are what are, what are we doing? Like, not just Shauna. Like, what are we doing? And that, I think that's when the light bulb went on off in my head. Like, I'm really... This is like foolishness, almost. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. there's no dating. There's no conversation. There's no... It's just like, when can I get it? When can I, when can I hit? When can I hit? When you gonna let me hit? When you gonna let me hit? And it's like... Hi. Do you know my middle my name? name is, is, right. My name is <laughs> My name is Slim <laughs> Shady. Like, <laughs> like no, Come on, like And it's you, still like that though. Yes. You know and that's the conversation we were having before. We we pushed the play button for y'all. Like now I'm, you know, thirty nine years old and these bamas is out here fifty. Cause I you know, I like them a little tenderized. And <laughs> this foolishness is the same. I'm like, sir, you a whole grown, grown man. man. Grown. And I still gotta hit deal deal with so when you wouldn't let me hit. When I give up. I give up. Yeah. I, I think they just play, give up. I think they really know how to talk to a grown up. Yeah, but you know what it is? Is that we have over sexualized relationships. Yes. We've just over sexualized life. And so the gateway is no longer conversation. The gateway is no longer I get to know you, you get to know me, and then we can share in this wonderful, beautiful um, soul tie. Because it's meant, because this is what soul we are planning to do. With the right person. Soul tie is real. It's mm-hmm. real, real. Instead of going out here and being soul tied so to Tom the whole Dick neighborhood. Tom Dick and Harry and, and you, you got roots up and down my whole block, bro. You got roots that's planted up and down my whole block. Cause that's what you, that's it's it's no longer like I, I care. And that's I think for me, that's what I would have if I could take myself, if I could talk back to my 12, 13 year old self, it would be know your worth. Yes. What that's I wish really I knew about good. sex. Know your worth. Know, know your, your worth. worth. Know your worth, sis. Like what you got is precious. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I just, I knew I had, I was blessed with boys. But I always knew that if I had a girl, like, either she was going to be really, 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 what's the word? I don't want to say haughty. But she would definitely, she would definitely know her worth. Yeah. You know, because I just, I just feel like these young girls now, 16, 17, I be crying driving to work. Like, driving through Southeast, I be like, <sighs> if you only knew I lied to you now, I was coming home one night. And it was a guy, it was two guys, two girls. You could tell they was little teenagers, they out, you know, laughing. You know, they boyfriend, girlfriend probably told Kiki. their parent, Kiki and Boo loving, blah, blah, blah. 
So they out there. I don't see nothing. I laugh going in the house. Forgot something in the car. Come back out. Come back out. They playing their little music or whatever. I'm laughing. I'm like, this cute. This remind me. A little nostalgic. Remind me of, you know, being my little baby from my friend. You know, me and T sneaking out. Sorry, Doris Boo. But, um, and it's like, all of a sudden, I seen they playing, a mu- playing music and the two girls are dancing on the streetlight pole like strippers and the boys are throwing money they joke they laughing but they throwing money and they dang like they are reenacting a stripper moment and this is wow on the corner wow. and this is what we left with my kids will never date or getting cussed out. I've been. I seen some girls out, young girls out here, and dudes be just cussing them out. Yeah, just it hurt me so of, bad. I couldn't even go in the house. Yeah, like I went to my door and put my stuff down, and it was like something in me was like, "You can't let it ride. You can't let it ride." So would you go back? I went back outside. Oh, let me audit you real quick, Shorty. Shonda said, "Let me give you a two minute lesson moment." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bodacier. And I was like, and I walked over with the little girls. I said, "If," and I ain't gonna repeat all the words, but I no, was you like, can't say if, all the words. I know you said, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, but if these ninja, but I had to give it to them in a way that they can understand. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, if these two ninjas view you, I said, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But I said, if they throwing money at you on the street, how do you think they're going to treat you behind closed doors? Facts. 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 I was like, you know, have a good night. Know your worth, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's all you had to say to me in five or six things. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to tell me. I mean, a total strange lady comes out of her house and drop that kind of knowledge. knowledge. Okay, well, I will be going home thinking about some things. Yeah, yeah, because you're throwing money. And this ain't a Nigerian party. So. You <laughs> on my corner, <laughs> under the street light. Yeah. And you think this cute. Yeah. And it threw me off because I think I empathize with them. Because I was that 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And it literally, boy, I'm about to cry now. It, it hurts. Because these kids don't know nothing. They think they're WAP and all this other stuff. I mean, do you, boo-boo, is no, is no taking away from what that, what the purpose of the WAP, like owning your, your vajayjay. But when you don't, when you put that type of, when you put that narrative out there with any, without any guidance, some type of disclaimer, then people are going to interpret it however they interpret it. Right. And you got 15, 16, 13, 11 year old girls walking around here thinking that their JJ is it is their power, but not at 11. Not- I need your brain to be your power. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you got these, then they over sexualize, and then you, you throwing them out there to the wolves out here in the street to. Look cute and always push your butt up, put your breasts out, big lips, big butt, get your edges laid. Everything is is over sexualized, mm-hmm. and that's what we grow up. And it's it, it's almost like watching history repeat itself because I saw when I was eleven, I was in it when I was eleven, in it when you thirteen, in it sixteen, in it eighteen, and I'd be like, man, it wasn't until everybody not gonna get that second chance. I could have been pregnant a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, that part. Yeah, that part. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the men who are not 
manipulating women. Yeah. That are not over-sexualizing their women. You know? And for those that are sliding our DM and tell us, would you over-sexualize your daughter? Because I think we have That's to... That's another thing. But I, the answer to that, they don't need to slide in. The <laughs> but, answer to that is automatic, emphatically no. No. Right. And, and so, but but you is, over sexualize your women. Yeah, like, and that's what I'm trying to. I want to connect the dot between how most men that I know that have been, you know, um, sexualized their women, whether that man they had multiple women at the same time, you know, um, you know, maybe shared women with their friends, whatever the case may have been. They would never do it to their daughter. And my question is, for the for those men, do you ever think about this could be my daughter? That's yeah. what they need to be thinking. Yeah, this could this, be my daughter. This, this could, could be, be my, my daughter. This mm-hmm. could be somebody my niece, that I love. Yeah. My who? Somebody some that you girl, love. Some woman that I love. Exactly. How about that? How, that, about, that? how about treat the women in your life? Like you like, would treat your daughter and your mother. That's but it. you do have a very large group of men who... That is their daughter or their mother. Yeah, they grew up saying that too. Yeah, yeah. I think this is how it's supposed to be. This is what they want. This is what these women want out here. Because you have, you know, some moms who, you know, they... It's okay. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay to... Rock the booty shorts and I'm gonna get some matching ones too. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And at some point we think it's cute, but you also have to realize the seeds that you plant. And I don't think as as a lot of times when we raising these young men and women, we think about the long term effects of certain behaviors. And certain decision making. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like for my parents, like not talking about sex was like if we don't talk about it as often she won't be exposed to it that part but i was a latchkey that kid at nine that was ignorant. so who you thought was teaching me yeah. <laughs> yeah follow us on all social media platforms if you have any questions any comments hit us up in our dms and definitely comment on our memes and things that we post and and let us know what you want to hear from this podcast uh, we are listening to your request Thank you once again and have a great day. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Follow us on all social media platforms at Bodaciously Her. DM us on IG at Bodaciously Her with your questions and topics you want us to discuss.